Good morning. This is Dan, and you are listening to Danger Dan's Talk Shop. Uh, today's uh, podcast is with Alan Wayne Nichols, the tattoo troubadour, my friend and fellow musician. Uh, we went to New York, and it was fucking amazing. We recorded this podcast in a single cab 1994 Dodge Dooley with the windows down. And, dude, the, the fucking recording is actually way better than I thought it was. But Al recently uh, went on a tour called the Bike Riders Tour with Oliver Peck and Ben Nichols. Is it Ben Nichols? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Ben Nichols. Fuck, I think that's right. Jeff Nichols is his brother. Jeff Nichols just did the Bike Riders movie. Yeah, so Ben Nichols is lead singer Lucero, Oliver Peck, tattoo, fucking extraordinaire. And they've been doing this for a long time. Well, they brought Alan Wayne Nichols and Lulu Van Tuckett to go with them. And, uh, man, it was just really cool. I ran into this tour years ago and just seeing these guys out there rolling on bikes to different towns, doing tattoos during the day, playing music at night. Really fucking cool. So, uh, you know, it was awesome to hear that my friend Al got to go experience that and, and share his stories with us on today's podcast. Uh, man, you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into it. All right. This show, like all shows, is brought to you by Knives Made by Nick. If you need a tool... He's hip. Wait. He's got tools for you hip. He can fucking make you whatever you want. He really can. Uh, but he specializes in knives. And he's a bad motherfucker. And if you need a tool for your hip, hit up Knives Made by Nick. He will be set up at Born Free Texas. And, uh, you know, he doesn't normally, like, bring knives to sell at shows. Sometimes he does have some. Sometimes he doesn't. So get a hold of them ahead of time and, uh, you know, get on the list. You're probably, probably too late for Christmas, but man, you know, it's worth a shot. Hit them up. This show is also brought to you by MCShopTees.com, your t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. That's right. Each month we feature a different shop. We design a one-off t-shirt we use different artists every month. It's pretty fucking rad. It's also one of the biggest headaches in this whole operation is dealing with different artists every month. But it's worth it because we get new rad shit. And a lot of times it's from people who don't normally design t-shirts. So it's something that, you know, you may, you know they may never even design another t-shirt. So this month's shirt is, is Performance Plus. And they did, they definitely... We got a lot of color going on. It's like a fucking neon sign on the shirt. I talked to the shop yesterday. They were like, dude, we had to go two revolutions on each shirt around their giant carousel. So the shirts are going out this week, but they're fucking rad. It's a little different than what we've normally done, and I'm pretty stoked. Uh, a kid named Clint did the artwork up in Oklahoma as well. You're going to be stoked too. I hope you were signed up before this month started or you're not getting one. You still have a few days to sign up now so you can get next month's featured shop shirt, which is Lead Sled Customs. Now, Pat from Lead Sleds is a fucking legend. And, it, you know, I was very fortunate to meet him 
a few years ago and then really get to hang out and get to know him on a motorcycle Sherpa trip to Nepal. And, you know, he's a shop I've been wanting to feature ever since then. And now the time is right. Our good friend, Big Meese, did some rad artwork. And I can't wait for you guys to get that one as well. And there's time to sign up to get that. So go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now. And check out all the rad shit that Lead Sled Customs makes. I mean, they do everything from sports to hardtail kits to custom wheels, front ends, frames. Uh, they just released like an internal throttle that he's been putting on all of his bikes for years. I mean, you know, an MC Shop Tees getting to feature Pat, it's rad. I mean, he's been featured by the Discovery Channel, every fucking magazine that's ever mattered. And uh, I'm just stoked to be his friend and be able to do a collab with him and bring in our friend Mies to do some rad artwork. So go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now. Uh, now, as far as me seeing you personally, I will be at Born Free Texas, and I am stoked, and I hope that you are too. Uh, that show is right around the corner. But before that, I'm going to be in McKinney at Tupps Brewery for the Rat Rod Tober. That's right. It's a Rat Rod Tober. And this is such a cool event because there's a bunch of fucking sweet, sweet-ass Rat Rods that show up at this brewery. And it's a party put on by my friends. Uh, man, they're really family at this point. Jake and Natalia. They've been doing this for a few years now. And it's, it's just a great event. Big family-oriented party. And there's going to be bikes out. They're going to have a bike show. I think my sister's emceeing it this year, which will be great to see. Uh, they've also got a raffle they're doing uh, with a shovel head and a sportster. That's right. They're going to give away a motorcycle at Rat Rodtober. You can purchase your tickets now at Brown's Cycles in Dallas, which is one of the first MC shops that we ever featured. And they are my local shop. They are where... I do all my local business. If I need parts, they've got them. And what's so rad about Brown Cycles is not only do they have them, they have them on their shelf right now. You don't have to wait around for them to order shit in. He keeps that shit in stock for your four-speed kicker bikes. Pretty fucking rad and very, very, very handy. So check them out. Go over there and buy a ticket. Somebody's going to win a bike. Uh, and I hope it's me uh, because that would be fucking sweet. I have yet to win a bike. Um... Anyways, Rat Rodtober, Tubbs Brewery, McKinney, Texas, and that is October 14th. It's going to be sick. Anyways, the next weekend is Born Free Texas at Yellow Rose Canyon, October 19th through the 22nd. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Holy shit. Me and Lee Bullock are, me and Lee, 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 Lee Bullock are putting on an art show called Prince Paints and Steel, where we've just invited some rad artists from around the world. Everything from photographers to painters to metal sculptors. It's gonna be fucking cool. It really is. Uh, you know, it's the first time I've ever done anything like this. I was pretty stoked to go see the way Brian Helm did his grindhouse gallery at the Indian Larry block party in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from my friend Brian. He is a fucking amazing person. He is one of the photographers there. So is Michael Lichter and Jeremiah Smith. Uh, we've got Ray Ripples bringing that truck that she fucking cut all up. I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, my friend Joe Barrington is bringing out. Last time I talked to him, he was going to sculpt this naked lady 
which sounds rad, right? What's even more rad is his wife has been taking pictures of this naked lady that he is sculpting, and her pictures will be in there as well. Uh, Wes Conley is doing some badass wood cutouts, which is fucking rad, you know, because Wes is cool as fuck, and, you know, I love him. I love him, and those wood cutouts are rad. He's actually doing a Prince Paints and Steel sign for us to go above the entrance. Uh, who else is going to be there? Otter LaRouche is sending down photos. Uh, Jay Cruz from California. And I know there's some more. There's definitely some more. Lee Bullock is going to have some paintings in there. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. Anyways, we're going to have a party there Friday night. It's a little, you know, get the thing started. The outbound train is playing. Lulu Van Tucket or Lulu and the Black Sheep will be playing. Uh Jace is doing the FXR tour. A bunch of dudes built a bunch of badass bikes, and they're riding from Durango, Colorado, all the way to the Yellow Rose Canyon. And J.P. Rodman is painting one of my Pan Americas right now. And if everything goes according to plan, J.P., J.P., as in Jody Perowitz, is going to fly in from Boston and do the FXR tour ride back to the Yellow Rose Canyon with my Pan America and the new paint that J.P. Rodman is doing right now. That's sick, right? J.P. Rodman is also going to have a bunch of shit there at Born Free, Texas. So I'm pretty stoked about all this. As you can tell, I'm fucking yelling. Uh, dude, if you want to support the show and you don't want fucking t-shirts, right? You've got too many t-shirts, which I get that a lot. Uh, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com. There is a Patreon support tab where you can support this show by just sending them five bucks a month. Keeps, keeps gas in this big old fucking diesel pusher I got here. It's not really a diesel pusher, but, uh, man, it, it really goes a long way. And to say thank you, I've got some rad shit. Dude, I got a $100 gift card somebody is winning today from Lowbrow Customs. That's right. On this trip, me and Al stopped by Lowbrow Customs to say what's up. And my buddies needed some parts, so they got their shit hooked up. And, uh... We fixed extra fucking Velarde didn't, you know, he fucking gave them a bunch of shit, got his parts, and then didn't fix his bike and then broke down on the side of the fucking road 15 miles from the, the parking lot that he was just hanging out in. It would have been a lot easier to do it there instead of on the side of the fucking road. But, you know, we fixed it on the side of the fucking road. Anyways, $100 for Lowbrow Customs, man. Lowbrow's where I get all my tires, oil, Dude, I got the tanks for my race bike there. They helped me build a Sportster dirt bike that is now in the Harley-Davidson Museum. If you want your shit to be fucking badass, go to lowbrowcustoms.com, and they can help you make that happen. On top of that, every $5 you donate through my Patreon till the end of the year is going to get you in a drawing to win an expedition thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. Motorcycle Sherpa is who I've been traveling to Paul with the past few years. And it's an amazing experience, dude. And they are going to give away a trip to one of you. It's pretty fucking cool. We did this a few years ago. Uh, actually, we did it in 2019. I wasn't able to take the guy on a trip till 2022, I guess it was. We did it last year, and it was fucking awesome. He didn't have any fun. It was He did fucking hated it. No, he, I'm just kidding. That was sarcasm. Uh, it was awesome. Fuck. It, I loved it. And you will too. So pretty fucking sweet, right? Uh, if you don't want to wait on winning a trip, we are going to Nepal in November. And 
I honestly doubt there's any spots left. But get on there and try and sign up because I would love to have you go with us because it's going to be fucking awesome. MotorcycleSherpa.com. Okay. Uh, this podcast is really fucking fun. And we're just driving down the fucking road. I think we're in Kentucky. When it starts out, I don't know where we finish it. And, uh, man, I love you, Al. You're fucking, you're a rock star. And, uh, man, you guys have a wonderful motherfucking day. Where are we at? We're in Kentucky somewhere. Kentucky. Bourbon country. Just south of Louisville. Yeah. And we slept on the Green River last night. Was that not one of the, like, thinnest, like, blacktop roads you've ever, blacktop two-way roads you've ever been on? Oh, yeah. It seemed like a one-way road. I thought for sure it was a one-way until that vehicle was coming the other direction. What about those people we ran off when we showed up last night? Yeah, what do you think they were doing down I there at the know. boat ramp? They were doing something. So that... we found a boat ramp. It was like, you know, I found it on iOverlander. And it said it had a little spot. People parked there for one night. Uh, and it ended up being a really sick spot. Yeah. And it was kind of off the beaten path. And you definitely could get away with some things at this boat ramp. And there was a car there. When they had their lights on when we pulled up, they yeah. turned their lights off, and then they were like, no, we're not fucking, we're not staying here anymore. And they started it up and left. Now, it could have been a young couple. Could have been. They could have been. been making out. They could have just been making out. Uh, old boy could have been getting some head, right? And he was yeah. like, no, no, I'll turn the lights off. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then she looked back and saw the fucking one-ton with the lights over the top of it, fucking shiny chrome handlebars glistening in the sun or in the moonlight over the top of the cab. And she was like, no, 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 no. I see banjos over there. Yeah. This is banjo country. Definitely. Banjos, bourbon, (laughs) bluegrass. Oh, man. So we left Texas yesterday. So before we left Texas, I uh, Friday, I drove to Midland to take a motorcycle safety course. Yes. Uh, a legal team got involved with Danger Dan. Uh, not one that I personally hired by any means. But uh, anyways, they requested for an event I have coming up that I not only should I have, but I need a motorcycle endorsement which i've been putting off for a long time this was just the right kick in the dick to get me to do it so i found the only available class within three days time of me getting this phone call and the only available class was in midland texas and it was a a, it wasn't a beginner it was like an intermediate course it was a one-day class but you had to do four hours of online content ahead of time. So I started that next morning at like five o'clock in the morning. I did about an hour before it put me to sleep. But the class was like literally you press play and it would read off a bunch of shit. It was audio and you could listen and read at the same time. It It was fairly well done. 
uh, considering today's technological advances. I did find out that this is now a new program that they uh, that they have. Where, anyways, it's it's new, relatively. And uh, so my first hour was literally just listen, and then take a little quiz. And I did about two or three of those, and I was like, okay, that's you know that's all I can do this morning. And then as time went on that day, I'm like, fuck, I got to drive five hours to Midland Friday night. I'll just do the rest of it in the truck, you know, with Mm -hmm. my Bluetooth speaker. I don't have AC or a radio in here, so it was a little hard of hearing, which I didn't think about ahead of time. Uh, But I was like, I'll just listen, and then I can take the test. There's only like 10 questions. Most of them were like multiple. Actually, all of them were multiple answer or true or false. Did you have it? Was there any questions that stumped you? Okay. So I, I take off to Midland, and I've yeah. got three more hours of this class and a five-hour drive. No biggie, right? Well, the first hour was, you know, there was a lot of traffic leaving the Metroplex. Uh, so it was kind of hard to hear. I failed my first test completely, and I was like, shit, hopefully this thing lets me take the test again. You know, like... <laughs> It made me redo the whole chapter again, and I put the speaker even closer to my head. I'm like, all right, I got to fucking hear what they're saying. And, uh, yeah, there were, I wouldn't say there was questions that stumped me, but there was, you know, I get in a little bit of a rush. So one answer, when they're reading off the answers, and A sounds like a reasonable answer, I would pick it, or... I wouldn't hear the other options to know that that's not as reasonable as it may sound compared to this other answer, right? Right, yeah. Or I just flat out didn't know what they were referring to because there's a lot of things like acronyms like C, search, evaluate, and employ, or like T-clocks. I don't remember what the fuck T-clocks means. You know, like little things like that where I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I have no idea what the fuck the answer is. So other than that, it was pretty, you know, it was relatively simple. Yeah. But that was the first couple hours. You got your phone next to this thing? Where's your phone at? Yeah. You hear that noise? Just me, huh? Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I hear lots of noises. You got airplane mode? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. I think it was my phone. I think it just stopped after I put it in airplane mode. But uh, so going down the road, and then I get to like the third and fourth hour, and it starts being a lot of visual things. It was like, look at this picture. You've got two seconds to decide what the obstacle is and how to maneuver around it. And I'm like driving down the road. Now it's dark out, right? fucking staring at my phone, trying to zoom in in two seconds to see what the fuck's going on. My eyes can't even adjust that fast. Oh, man. That was a little bit sketchy. I just kept thinking how funny it would be to get pulled over and the cop asked me, why are you swerving? Um, you know, yeah. I'm taking a safety course. <laughs> I'm trying to get my motorcycle endorsement. Can't you see the motorcycles in the back of my truck? Oh, you did it at what? Did you do it on the Pan America? I did the class on the Pan America. So the the picture ones got tough, right? Yeah. I made it through that. 
And then it got to where it was like question and answers, answers that you had to type up. And I'm like, I had no idea how to answer these questions correctly. Luckily, I realized after a couple of them that it wasn't grading those. Like, it literally was just like I could type whatever the fuck I wanted to. Yeah. So I started just making, you know, I wouldn't say I was just making a mockery out of the questions, but I was answering them with some some flair, if you will. Yeah. And it worked out just fine. I, but I also figured at the end of the class I had to print something off. So I was like, man, these answers are probably going to be on this, and that's what the teacher's going to read. Yeah. So they were like. You know, none. Of, I didn't answer any of them wrong, but I definitely didn't answer any of them the way that they wanted to be answered. Anyways, I made it through it. I stayed over at uh, Josh and Ray's place in Big Springs, printed out the certificate that night, checked out all the projects they got going on in their shops, and got about three and a half hours of sleep before I woke up and went to Midland. And let me tell you what, it was a warm fucking day in Midland, dude. Oh, yeah. They and have those over there. There was no wind, which is not normal That's, over there. No, it's unusual. And the old man teacher, his name was Jerry Johnson. Uh, he looked like he could have just, like, croaked at any moment. Like, literally, any moment. He could have just fallen out on us. Yeah. Now, he was riding a Sportster. He was cool. Um, everybody in the class was cool. They were all, they were all newcomers. There was a, a Street Glide, a Goldwing, and two Groms. Really? And everybody passed. Nice. So, and then I drove home. Another five hours home that night. And then... Yeah, unloaded the Pan America and came and picked you up, Al. Done deal. One day. And now you know how to ride a motorcycle. And now I know how to ride. I got the little piece of paper. Uh, I got to do that. Hopefully it's in this center console here. And on as soon as we get back, we're going to start, like as soon as we're driving back to Texas, we are going to be stopping at every DMV that we see to see if I can just get in there and, you know, squeeze in a meeting. So you have to go there in person to, to finalize this? <clears throat> yeah, I got to get show them that certificate so they can put the M on my license. Gotcha. Seems like you'd be able to do that online. You know? I mean, because they're going to mail you your new license anyway. Yeah, but they'll print me out a sheet of paper that's right. a temporary. Gotcha. So, well, cool. You're all legal. I bet that's know, a good feeling. I'm gonna find out how that feels someday. You know, I used to say I'm all legal, but I guess I was always lying. <laughs> I thought registration and insurance was pretty much the key to happiness. I mean, insurance. Yeah, definitely want to have that one. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, you got to do. I your need to do that. Thing. Well, you. The main reason I have insurance is so that I don't get my motorcycle impounded when they pull me over. Exactly. And then you told me where we're going 
if you don't have a motorcycle endorsement, they will impound your motorcycle. Yes, I just found this out a couple of weeks ago. How did this come about? Um, well, let's see, we were in Cleveland, and uh, Oliver, Greg Christian, and I, and Oliver leaves to go to the tattoo shop before we do, and within 10 minutes, he's calling, hey, can you guys come get my bike? They're about to tow it. Oh, my God. So he got pulled over. I'm sure he was speeding. No. Um, yeah, he was probably speeding a little bit. And, speeding uh, and or swerving. Not that he was in a hurry, really, or needed to be, but that's just how he fucking rides. Yeah. So, yeah, so the in Ohio, their licenses are different. You know, they've got where a Texas license is going to, it's a Class C with a motorcycle endorsement. It's just going to say CM on it. And then under endorsements, it says none, right? That's how Oliver's license reads. Well, in Ohio, it's under endorsements. It'll say motorcycle. Which makes sense. It does make sense. It's a motorcycle endorsement. Exactly. So, you know, this cop that pulled him over was like, you don't have a motorcycle endorsement. And he's like, oh, well, I, actually, I do. Whatever. There was a misunderstanding. They were going to tow his bike. Wow. Another cop shows up, and <clears throat> they figured it out, you know. They figured out he actually had a motorcycle endorsement. So, anyway, I'm like, fuck, I've been riding around all these years thinking it's no big deal. But if they're going to impound my bike, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real big deal. <clears throat> yeah. It's funny. And, you know, it is, and, it's definitely one of those things where it's the officer's discretion. Oh, yeah. You know. That's what I was just thinking, like in Mexico, at oh. any moment, even being completely legal, yeah. they could fucking pull us over and be like, we're taking these fucking motorcycles. Yeah. Oh, shit. So yeah. the bike riders tour, what a fucking great idea. And it's like, you know, I had heard about it uh, and... I ran into Oliver and the whole crew on their way to the first gig a few years ago. Yeah. Just by chance. And uh, ended up rolling with them into Red Rocks. It was Lucero's last show of their tour. From then, they, you know, Ben Nichols rode off with the whole gang. And they spent the next couple weeks just riding around, doing tattoos, and playing shows. Dude, it's so cool. I mean... Three of three of my favorite things: tattoos, music, and motorcycles. Yeah. You know, it really couldn't get any better. In a in a rad dupe of guys too, and, and women. Well, and you know, the crew makes makes all the the difference. You know, it's a make or break thing. And honestly, we were out for a couple of weeks, <clears throat> spending every day together, pretty much every day. Wake up, hit the road around eight a.m. You know, ride to another city. Some days we're riding two hours. Some days we're riding four or five. Um, you know, go straight to the tattoo shop where Greg and Oliver were tattooing. They had appointments at every shop. Um, I only tattooed on my days off from music because we'd roll in. I would go to the shop, meet everyone, hang out, you know, soak it all up as much as I could. And just, you know, we had like a four o'clock load in sound check every day. And um, 
you know, we'd do the show. Greg and Oliver would show up before the show. They would help with the merch. We had uh, Kayla and Audra doing the merch. It was great, man. You know, it was awesome. And now this is like, this is a well-greased pig at this point, right? Like, how long have they been doing it? Oh, man. I don't know what the first year was. Um, I think they've done between eight and ten of these, though. Okay. You know, and this is my first one, of course. But, yeah, I mean, the crew we had, you know, like I say, together. So where did you guys leave from? Um, and who was all there from the get-go? Well, so we met at Oliver's place in Dallas. It was me, Audra, Kayla, and Oliver all on our bikes. And Lulu and Happy Hour came up from Austin. Lulu and Happy Hour. Is that what you guys call him? Is Happy Hour? Oh, yeah, hour? Happy Hour, dude. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a bartender down in Austin. Oh, uh, he's always smiling, too. Yeah, and uh, he's done, you know, he's done several of these bike rider tours with okay. these guys. And he says next year he's going to ride, so I'm trying to hold him to that. Has he never ridden? Um, he's never ridden on a bike rider's tour. He hasn't ridden motorcycles a whole lot, but Greg's got the perfect bike for him. He just needs to go ahead and buy it and make it happen. Okay. Um, Happy hour. Get on it, dude. Yeah. You got plenty of time. Don't procrastinate. But there is no minute like the last minute. That's right. It's never too late. So we all left out early morning uh, from Dallas, and we headed towards Cleveland. Um, we did, where did we stop? I think we stopped in Nashville, maybe, and stayed the first night. And then uh, headed out the next day. No we gig, stopped. just like a layover night? Exactly, yeah. Just a couple of days to get to Cleveland. Um, we stopped in Cincinnati at the dealership there. Uh, Oliver had a friend, Josh Card, running that dealership there. And he's like, come by. And we'll check the bikes, you know. We'll check your tire pressure. We'll we'll check all your fluid So you got levels. to do that on, at the beginning of the trip. I didn't catch that. Yeah, at the beginning of the trip. Um, now, what was, was everybody on? Um, well, I am on a 2006 Street Glide. Um, Oliver and Audra were on there. I don't know exactly what year they are, they're on the new um, new super glides you know it's like I don't know some kind of special edition bikes you know really yeah super yeah. glide like a like a fairing bike with bags yes like an electric glide yeah exactly with an M8 um, there's yeah M8s uh, mine's a twin cam there's their M8s uh, Kayla was also on I think a road glide M8, you know, so we're all on baggers, loaded down, you know, with tattoo gear. Yeah, so you guys are all carrying, I mean. You know, in the van, we had all of the merch and the music equipment, which is just Lulu and I. So it's basically, you know, a couple of guitars, a mandolin, and a couple of backpacks for the most part. You know, not a lot, not a whole lot going on there. So all that was in the van. I carried all of my tattoo gear and all of my 
personal stuff on the bike the whole trip. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we had made that stop in Cincinnati, and then we met up uh, with Greg Christian. No, we did the Columbus show first. That was our first show in Columbus, Ohio. And I got to say, Lulu and I were pretty nervous. You know, yeah. we, we usually we play with the full band. We have Doghouse and Heath, you know, ripping it up. Um, it's been, I think, really since the whole pandemic thing, since we've really done anything as a two-piece. And the first night was like a sold-out crowd, you know, because we're playing to Ben Nichols' crowds that he spent the last 20 years building. Yeah. You know, so we're... Dude, we're backstage before we go on the first show, and I don't, I don't really get that nervous before I go on stage. <laughs> but man, I'm like, whoa, you know, this place is packed, dude. So we were I a mean, little nervous. I mean, it was like, and everybody, it was standing room only, oh, the yeah. whole venue. Yeah, and it was shoulder to shoulder, but it was great, man. We had a bunch of friends come out, you know. Uh, is Mies, that the show? Mies, Mies came out from Dayton. Um, yeah, it was a good time, man. It was really good. I can't believe he's the only dude that showed up after the show you guys put on at Sturgis last year. I know. You know, Gary didn't show. I mean, I guess he couldn't leave his chickens yeah, in chickens. his garden for that long. Fucking, he's probably wearing shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> like some kind of faggot, dude. Yeah, you know he is. But, yeah, uh, that show was great, and, you know, we did that, and then we went Was there to, any uh, warning? Like, was did anybody talk about their, you know, there's going to be a sold-out crowd, or what did you what did you kind of expect going into that first gig? Well. Or not even expect. So, what did you kind of like? you know, when we, when we got asked to join this gig, yeah, I did just a little bit of, of scouting, I guess, you know, case in the joint kind of thing. Where I watched, you know, I watched some videos from the past bike riders, uh, a couple of videos of Ben playing solo, and seeing him playing to full crowds and people singing along to every word, which was so impressive to me. One guy with a guitar on the stage, and you got a room full of people singing along to every word. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. You know, so I kind of knew what we were getting into, you know. And... Dude, just that first night, I was nervous, you know. Um, but we pulled it off, you know. Yeah. I think we, I think we did pretty good. We had a great crowd response uh, during the set and after the set, you know. Lots of good, positive feedback. So after that, I'm like, all right, you know, we got this. And uh, it was, I was really excited to get on stage every night. Ah, I bet so. You know, <clears throat> and you know, the first night there, we had. See, Ben's got his own sound guy, you know, that travels and makes sure the stuff's done right. Joe Brown, bad motherfucker. You know, after that first night, I'm getting to know Joe, and I'm like, Joe, what do you think about, I mean, we're going to be on this whole tour together. What do you think about running our sound, too, you know? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I kind of wanted to hear you guys first, because he had never <laughs> heard us, you know? <laughs> so, he wanted to see what he... How many instruments are you guys going to be fucking playing? Yeah. You know? Are you guys assholes? Yeah. You know, what? So, uh, you know, after that first night, we had Joe Brown running our sound for the rest of the tour. 
And and that in itself is, adds a lot it's of confidence. Awesome, man. Someone definitely a lot of confidence because I know that he's out there and he's not just like doing the sound check, setting it and sitting back. He's there attentive, listening yeah. and if and making changes throughout the set if they need to be changed, you know. And watching him do that with Ben was really awesome because they've worked together for so many years. Um, you know, he's like changing the reverb and the slapback during certain parts of the song. Oh, wow. You know, it's almost like, you know, I mean, it's like another member of the band Fuck right there. Yeah, it you is. Know? I mean, that's an important job. It really is. And it, and it makes a lot of difference. So thank you, Joe Brown. Uh, we really appreciated that. So now you got the whole cruise there for the first night. Yeah. And and it seemed like the shows were like, not like early shows, but they weren't like late. Like you guys weren't, he wasn't finishing playing his final set at midnight or anything. Well, I mean, yeah, usually most nights we would go on at 8 or 8.30. We would do a 45-minute set. And then, you know, he would get up usually around 10. But I think he played about two hours. Wow. It seems like he, you know, he'd play an hour and a half, two hours every night. And, um, man, dude, it was great being able to see him perform live every night. I just, I really enjoyed it. And even got to get on stage and perform with him. Yeah. As well, you know, that was super cool. Well, we're going to get to that point. Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure he didn't invite you up the first night. No, no. But the next, so that after the gig, everybody jumps on the bikes. They were, you got a hotel close by. Yeah, you know, we went to, um, we went to Cleveland. And we, we had, so we had two shows. You went to Cleveland after the Colum night of Columbus show? Um, where did we stay that night? No, so we had a hotel in Columbus that night. We get up the next day and go to Cleveland. But now the group's bigger, right? Oh yeah, we got, uh, now we got Greg Christian. Joe Brown was on a motorcycle. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Joe rode the whole time. What you know, was Joe on? He was on uh, a Road King. Okay. Yeah, he was on a Road King. And? And Ben was on a BMW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we go to Cleveland. Hey, what was Greg on? Uh, Greg was also on, like, one of those electric glides. It was, uh, you know, him, Oliver, and Audra all had these, like, special electric glide, super glide bikes done. I, I, maybe Is it the red, white, and blue bikes? Yes. Oh, Yeah, nice. but Greg's, you know, Audra's is black. Okay. White and blue, which is super sick. Black. Greg's white is like that as well. Okay. Oliver's is the one that's white. Very cool bikes. You know, they've got a retro look to them. Yeah. But yeah. So we go to Cleveland, which is where Greg lives. Uh, him and his wife, Cindy, live there. They have a tattoo shop called Tattoo Faction. And so we did the first two shows and had two days off. Oh, wow. Yeah, we did a Cleveland show. We had two days off just to hang out at, um, at Greg's shop, do some tattoos, and hang out at their house. I celebrated a birthday during those two days, and 
Dude, we really got spoiled right off the bat because we're getting these amazing home-cooked meals. You know, dudes are hanging out at the tattoo shop. The chicks are hanging out at the house. They're fucking, I think they went kayaking and stuff. But, you know, we show up and they've just got killer spreads for us. Nice. You know, it was so nice. Um, so, yeah, we did that for a couple of days. And uh, then we headed out. I want to say maybe Richmond, Virginia. Maybe that was the next show. That's a pretty big jump. Was it? Maybe there was some, From something From Cleveland to Richmond? There. I don't know. You know, I, for, I don't remember all these details. So much happens on these tours so quickly. You know, it's like every day. And everybody's bike was running tip-top? Yeah, um, you know, we had one issue in Memphis where uh, Audra's keys, like, flew off of her bike. I was in the back of the pack, so I saw them. I stopped, scoured the highway, found them. They were fucking destroyed. You know what I mean? <laughs> the keys themselves would not even work, but the fob was just smithereens, you know? Oh, shit. So uh, we had to get a local... A uh, local dealership, they came out, they towed the bike to the dealership, and they reprogrammed a new fob. Um, other than that, you know, we got to Cleveland. I was, every time I'd fill up with gas, man, gas was just pouring out of the top of my tank. You know, I'd done some work uh, in my gas tank right before we left. And that top gasket, you know, there's a bit a plate that's got the fuel neck on top of that tank. Well, that gasket, I had over-tightened it. You know, those things you just barely want to tighten down. The book calls for three Newton meters, which me personally, I had never heard of. It wasn't even foot-pounds. It wasn't even inch-pounds. It's below that. So, you know... I didn't have any kind of fucking meter, any kind of tool. I just didn't over tighten it. You know, I just, um, anyway, so in Cleveland, I got a new gasket. I fixed that, but also oil started fucking, a lot of oil was coming out of my stator plug, right? It's got the little rubber boot there. So, you know, I got some brake cleaner and some high temp silicone, took care of that problem. And after that, we did not have any issues the entire trip with any of the So bikes. all that happened pretty quick. All that happened within the first few days. And by the time, you know, by the time we left Cleveland, we were all good. But, dude, in Cleveland, Tim Barry joined the bill. Okay. Yeah, so we had Tim Barry on the bill, which was fucking amazing. So good. Yeah, Cleveland was a great show. Another, you know, I don't know if it was sold out, but it was packed. Yeah. And what was the venue like in Cleveland? Venue was cool. Place called the Grog Shop. Um, You know, it was just a cool standing room only, of course. Um, Yeah, great venue, great sound. Cool little green room. Now, Tim Berry, tell me about him. So Tim Barry, you know, he's got a band uh, called Avail, a punk band called Avail out of Richmond. They've been around for a long time. I love that band. 
you know, and he's been doing solo stuff for a long time as well. Um, you know, he's an interesting dude, about as real and down to earth as they come. Awesome. You know, and he uh, he actually, I asked him, I was like, dude, do you have any merch? Because my brother's a fan as well, so I wanted to get something, have Tim sign it. You know, and he's like, nope. He's like, I didn't even bring any merch. He was like, I decided tonight I'm getting drunk. He's like, I got a hotel room. I'm even going to get an Uber. <laughs> I'm getting drunk tonight. I'm not fucking with merch. So he had a sign, like a hobo sign that he had made that just had one. Of, he printed out one of the little scanner things or whatever. QR code. Yeah. And uh, he just made a sign that said Tim Barry online store and set it up at the merch booth. Perfect. I got the sign as a souvenir, too. I took it <laughs> home. <laughs> and I got a great shot of him standing out in the street holding it, too. Oh, that's Before funny. the show. But, yeah, you know, that was a great show. But he was doing acoustic stuff, right? Oh, yeah. And, man, I mean, his stuff is really heartfelt. He gets down in the crowd, you know. Really? And sings his songs in the crowd. Just making sure we're on the right path. We're yeah, looking we, good. Are we headed the right direction? Yeah. We're going towards Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. We're headed the right direction. Or See, we're headed back to Cleveland right now. Yeah, we're going back to Cleveland right now. Man, why did I even go home? Oh, yeah, I had to make some money. Yeah. So the loop was like up here, then you guys went east. Yeah. And I'm going to pull up this map because I don't remember all the details. Um, I do remember the weather was really nice until we got to South Carolina and then it got muggy. Oh man, where is this thing? There we go. Oh, yeah, okay. So we did Pittsburgh after yeah, Cleveland. that makes sense. That's what we did. Yeah, Pittsburgh. and fucking Tyler came out with Bailey. Tyler and Bailey came out. That was cool. We had a good time. Um, the sound in that place, that venue was super cool. Uh, what was that place called in Pittsburgh? I don't remember, but... It was a great venue, the, one of the best green rooms we had. Um, and that night, dude, Ben, I mean, he had a great crowd that was singing along with him. And that was one of the best performances I remember on the tour. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Tyler was familiar with Ben. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know, but he did ride his chopper out to the show, so that was cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so we did uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was great. And then I, I think we went to D.C. after that, which, fuck D.C. Really? Dude. I mean, the gig was great. The tattoo shop was killer. Tattoo paradise. Oh, man. Well, what's wrong with D.C. then? Oh, my God. Too many motherfucking red lights. Oh, yeah? Way too many red lights. 
the manhole, the manhole covers are all fucking six inches below the pavement. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just getting around that place was what was terrible about it. Uh, and the venue was weird, dude. It was like, you know, Audra booked all of our hotels, and she did a wonderful job because they were all within a mile from the venues. Many of them were within walking distance, you know. Um, but this one in particular was like the venue was in the parking garage under the hotel. Okay. It was a nice venue, but it was so fucking hard to find. Oh, really? It was so hard to get to, yeah. But anyway, it was another great show. Gordy Jones came out from the tattoo shop. We had a good time. Yeah, so when you guys would go to the tattoo shops that day, I mean, yeah, surely the, the people that got tattoos also came to the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? and a lot of, you know, a lot of the uh, artists would come out to the show. And what about, I mean, you guys were giving away prizes every night, too. So is Oliver up there, like, emceeing each night? Like, oh, yeah, Oliver's the host, dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. He would get up, you know, he would uh, introduce the bands, do a little announcement, and they were doing raffles every night for... Uh, you know, Simpson Motorcycle Helmets, they sponsored They sponsored this entire tour. And every night they would raffle off a Simpson helmet of your choice. And I saw people posting, people who would win the helmet raffle, within like four days they would have their helmet in the mail. Really? Simpson was just on it. Yeah. So you could pick any helmet you wanted and they'd ship it to your house. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. That was cool. And then what else were they raffling? Uh, they were raffling off knives from White Knuckler. Yeah. Now, how did you get in the raffle? Just by buying a ticket or? Uh, you bought you tickets, and it, it was a damn good deal, you know. It was like a dollar a ticket. Oh, so you get it once you get in the venue, you buy raffle tickets after that. Exactly, yeah. And they were raising money for? Uh, they were raising money for? American Hardcore, American Core? American Core, yeah. It's like a veterans. Outreach program. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were doing that. Um, and they were selling, like, for 20 bucks, you could buy as many raffle tickets as you could fit. Like, stretch your arms yeah. out. You what do know? they call that? The fucking, uh, oh, the uh, arm. Yeah, I don't know what they call it. I don't know that. what they called it, but they were like, get your tallest friend yeah. and come over here, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, people were winning every night, and uh, it was cool. It was cool. And at some point, I think it was, it was right around Pittsburgh, where Oliver Oliver came to me and he's like, man, every night someone in the crowd yells out that they want to hear this song, Drink Till We're Gone. Drink Till We're Gone. Yeah, of course they want to like, hear that song. Every night someone wants to hear it. And Ben's like, he can't do it solo. Like, he depends on the other guitar part. Brian Venable's, like, guitar part. He's dependent on that. You know, the song is, so Oliver's like, I got this idea, Al, why don't you learn that guitar part? 
And you know, I'm always in, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll learn it. Challenge accepted. So I learned it. You know, he's like, go ahead and learn it. Then we'll approach Ben about it, you know. So I learned it. I didn't really. I kind of, I started learning it. <laughs> yeah. I like, I started learning it. And then uh, he approached Ben about it. And Ben's like, oh, yeah. He's like, and maybe we can get Lulu up to do some backups. Nice. You know, so. So after that, after he agreed, this is the only day I skipped going to the tattoo shop. We were in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and I did not make it to uh, to the tattoo shop there. Luckily, I did meet the guys from the shop because they also have a band called Old Heavy Hands. Oh, Fucking they they did the killer. tour. They did the tour that I ran into. Yeah, those guys are great. So they got a tattoo shop there in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, or near there. Anyway, I was like, okay, guys, I got to skip the tattoo shop. If this song thing is going to happen, I got to go to the hotel and learn this. Yeah. You know, so I did, and uh, I think that was maybe the first night that we did it. That, that was the first night that we did it, Ben and I, without Lulu. Oh, shit. Got to get over. What are these people doing? Come on. Come on. Get that minivan moving. Oh, shit. Damn, I about missed the gear there. Where are we at now? What is this? So you went back to the hotel learning the song. Yeah. Until we're gone. I learned it. We played it that night. It was fucking cool, dude. It was awesome. Got a great response. So we pretty much did it at every gig after that, and Lulu started joining us. Um yeah. How was it? How was it playing with Ben on stage? Was he like, was he communicative with you over there? Oh, or? absolutely, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It felt great. You know, the first night I was really nervous, um, because you know I had just learned this part, and it's, I mean, it's kind of an, it's one of those guitar parts. It's kind of easy to get off track and real fucking hard to get back on track yeah, i mean is it like off. a solo part or are you just kind of it's kind of rhythm kind of like a bass line no it's all single notes and okay. it's like kind of some weird timing which is what makes it really cool it's kind of an infectious yeah 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 guitar I mean, if part, it's, you know if it's something the song can't live without then yeah it's, it's dependent on it yeah and then it's one of those like if you get off track it's fucking hard to get back on now I mean, I got that shit down. It was like after we did it the first night, I swear that guitar line was going through my head the whole fucking three hours I was riding to the next <laughs> gig, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, you know, I was honored and stoked to be able to do that, man. It was super cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. And it's a great way to like bring everything together each night, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool, especially when Lulu started joining us on the backup vocals. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's awesome. So we did. Yeah, we did DC. Got the fuck out of there. Um, next was Richmond. You know, we went to Absolute Art Tattoo. Um, 
I found myself sitting down visiting with some absolute tattoo legends. Yeah. You know, yeah, Brian Bruno, you know, just amazing tattooer. And uh, Timothy Hoyer's upstairs fucking killing tattoos. It was very cool. So we did that. Um, yeah, played played Richmond Music Hall that night. You know, another great show in Richmond. Dude, you should have reached out to the engine and frame dudes. Yeah, I didn't think about it, like I said, until some guy comes up to me after the show, and he's like, we're just, you know, shooting the shit, talking music, motorcycle, and he's like, man, you look just like a friend of mine that lives here, has this shop called Engines and Frames. I'm like, I know that name. That's you awesome. know, I was like, I know that was an MC shop T. I remember Darren McKegg's artwork Yeah, for that. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot of places that we passed by that I wanted to go that I would love to have stopped to visit, but the schedule just didn't allow it. Yeah, well, you know? you, that's a, I mean, yeah, you guys were on a mission. Like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't all about the bike riding, you know? Like, no. The bike riding was just like a means of, you know, transportation to get to the next gig. yeah it's just it just makes it makes that traveling a lot more enjoyable you know um but yeah i dude i and i love being on a mission like that you surely know, there's like talk while you guys are on this at the evening times like why don't we just do this forever like why is it only once a year for oh man. eight days yeah i you think know, like, we would all love to figure that out. Yeah. How we could do this a lot more. You know, a spring and a fall bike riders tour. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of it is, you know, Ben's got a busy schedule with his band Lucero. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, those guys tour a lot. So, you know, well, we're, we're limited there. I don't know. I mean, I know people go on tours with tattoos, you know, like do little runs. Oh, yeah. Maybe I've heard of people doing it with, like, more than one person. Not very often, but I know I've heard somebody's done that. Well, Greg and Oliver did that when, um, I guess, there was, you know, there was a year that that the touring wasn't happening because of the COVID bullshit, you know. Yeah. And Greg and Oliver were like, fuck this. We're going to do the two-wheel tattooer. Yeah. You know, and they just went out and so, yeah, the motorcycle or the music venues weren't having it. Exactly. Yeah. But tattoo shops were still running. So. Yeah, I don't know of any other tour that does all of that. Tattoos, music and the bikes. I don't either, man. And it's the best. You know, we had uh we did have some dates that we could not make because of uh weather in Florida because of hurricane. We had a few dates that got um, postponed, so we will be going back in December to make up those dates. Wow. And Ben's talking about adding some new dates, too, and I hope he does. The more, the better, man. Yeah, I mean, the if you got to go better. back. I would love to go out for another two weeks. Yeah. 
But yeah, you know, two weeks of that whole crew together, and I did not witness one meltdown, which is pretty amazing. Really? Didn't Nobody pulled a kickstart, Mike? No. <laughs> I didn't witness one middle finger. Uh, no no one yelled at anyone. Yeah, which, man, that's pretty pretty that's, incredible. That's he- That's almost unhealthy. <laughs> I don't know. It was good. No, that is awesome. You know, because, especially because not everybody knew each other. You know, right. there was obviously ties between everybody. Uh, but you know, it, I imagine that it takes like, you know, similar minds to even want to approach or attempt a tour like that. Exactly. You know, to even yeah. be willing to jump on the motorcycle every day. Yeah, you got to be a similar kind of crazy yeah. to even agree to do it. You guys are all off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, to say the least. I would have it no other way. What was uh, the longest stretch you guys did? Oh, man, the longest stretch we did was probably just the, the run home. Okay. You know, from uh, our last show was in Birmingham. And just from Birmingham back to Dallas, would that would have been the longest stretch, I think. You know, most days were between two and five hours of riding. Yeah. You know, and then we get to town. Between and, two, one and two tanks of gas. Yeah. And, you know, every day, just some props to Greg Christian and Oliver Peck, you know, every day. As soon as we got off those bikes, those dudes were setting up and tattooing, had their appointments ready, you know. And they would get straight off the bikes. You know, there were days where they didn't even get a bite to eat before they started tattooing. Wow. Yeah. And did it and killed it every tattoo they did, you know. And then they would come straight from the tattoo shop to the venue and help run the merch, you know. Yeah. So, you know, everyone was working hard and having fun doing it. That's cool. You know, for me, it's tough to uh, come off of the road like that. It's, it's a tough adjustment. I love waking up and fucking having a full day of shit to accomplish. I love that. You know, and... I get home, and, yeah, I've got stuff to do, but I'm not as, you know, it's not like fucking we're leaving out at 8 a.m. Yeah. for this mission. And it's yeah. kind of a tough adjustment, you know? Well, I mean, I know when I get off a bike after, you know, I guess a shorter ride like that, you know, you're not like, because I know that I find after I've been on the road for a while, like I get inside my head, and as soon as I get some places, somebody starts talking to me, it's like, it takes me a minute to, like, be able to silence the voice in my head to hear the other voices coming into it. Right. You know, like, yeah. there's a, there's a, you know, and sometimes I intentionally stop outside of my final destination to, like, you know, take some breaths. Yeah, prepare yourself. Prepare myself, start talking to other people so that, you know, I can be ready to fully engage. Yeah, to jump off the bike and start fucking painting 
lifelong uh, pieces of art on other skin. That's kind of intimidating. Well, I mean, not 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 everybody can do it, Dan. Yeah. But those two guys, I mean, that's why they're two of the best there there is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were the the only two artists on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, Lulu and I, of course, had our tattoo gear with us, but there was no time for us on days that we had gigs to do tattoos. Yeah. You know, so. Um, we tattooed on our days off, which there weren't many. We ended up with a couple of extra days off because of the weather in Florida. And I stayed down there in Fort Walton and tattooed. Um, yeah. Did you guys run into any of that rain from the hurricane? Not really, man. Do you know? I. Um, you didn't get to use the new rain suit you got from Josh Card? Well, I did use the rain gear uh, one time. You know, but it really, it rained like hell on me while I was putting the rain gear on. And once I got it on, there wasn't so much rain that's, after that. That's how that works, You dude. know, and then there were times where we did, we would ride through some, some rain, but it wasn't quite enough for us to pull over and gear up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you can see light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. You, just, you, you know you're going to get wet, but you, then you'll be dry in no Especially with fucking fairings on you, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, man. I never thought I would love riding a fairing bike, a big bike like that, the way I do. Dude, they got their application. They really do, man. They really do. But, yeah, we were pretty fortunate with the weather. Um, you know, we were in Fort Walton. We were supposed to go to Tallahassee, Orlando, and Tampa, but all the shows got canceled due to the weather. So, uh, fuck, we didn't, there was not even any rain in Fort Walton other than the daily afternoon shower yeah. that always happens, you know. Well, now tell me, was there much of like a bike rider community that would come to the shows? Like, were there bikes parked outside of all the venues? Definitely. There was. Yes. Some more than others, for sure. But, yeah. And, dude, there were so many people, like, wearing bike rider shirts from previous years. Oh, yeah. So many people that, you know, I noticed that the first night. So, of course, every night, as Lulu's switching instruments, I'm talking to the crowd a bit. And I'm, like, you know, asking how many of you have been to a bike rider show before. Lots of people every night. Yeah. You know. There were some people that that I would see at three or four shows in a row. No way. Yes. So they like form their own fucking, uh, what do you, well, I was trying to think of like the, the I don't know. The people they that were, follow around the dead. Oh yeah. They were, like they, they were had their own bike riders tour going on. Definitely. Selling yeah. bootleg bike rider t-shirts to the fucking, <laughs> the people in the parking lot before the show. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't witness any of that, but. There's definitely some people that, you know, joined on. Um, I mean, I would shows. imagine. I mean, I know that they don't promote it, like come ride with us. But, you know, if you're a fan and you got the time and you got a bike. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that they wouldn't have shooed you away if you were willing to like, hey, what time are you guys leaving in the morning? I want to ride with you guys to the next gig. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, we would. There was uh, a couple of people that did that. Um, and yeah, of course, yeah, come on. 
I mean, why not? Come on. If you can keep up, you can keep up. If you can't, we'll see you, you there. You know, um, because we definitely, you know, you were on a time schedule. I mean, we were following Oliver Peck. Yeah. So, yeah, he goes to speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his own the, speed yeah, limit. Yeah, the limit of the bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little bit past that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad to hear he didn't wreck his motorcycle. No, no wrecks. There may be been a couple of bikes dropped here and there. Yeah, you'll have that with baggers, especially yeah. when you're doing work. You know, yeah. you guys are working. Oh, yeah. I dropped my bike a lot this summer. Yeah. What, I dropped my Pan bike America? a lot every summer, dude. <laughs> every bike I have ever oh, had. Man, if you're not dropping it, what are you doing? Come on. Well, hopefully you're riding it. <laughs> but, just, yeah, dude, bike riders, fucking amazing idea. I'm so stoked and grateful that Oliver and Ben had us along, you know, and I hope to do it again. Yeah. I I think it's really awesome of them, uh, you know, to share what they've curated. Uh, you know, you got in, like you said, they've been doing it for eight or nine years. They got it figured out. By, by yeah. At this point, you know, they like, they, they got the routine dialed. You know, and now they're just executing it. And, you know, people, it is good, and I'm sure it's invigorating for them to bring some fresh blood along, not only for the crowd's sake, but for their them as well, you know, yeah. to just kind of change it up. And, you know, it's like you can watch a movie so many times, but when you show a movie you like to somebody else that hasn't yeah. seen it, you know, you get to enjoy it. You get to enjoy their enjoyment, which makes it even better. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, so, and I know that it's awesome for you guys. You know, I know what you guys do, and it's amazing. You know, I'm always just like, how is there not more people here? So, I, like, for me to see that many people receive y'all's music, uh, and not only just people, but people who are obviously fans of music. Yeah. And, uh I know that what Ben and his band have done over the years is a hard work, and to, for him to, you know, share that with you guys and then bring you up on stage, it was really cool to see you guys do that. Dude, like, I was stoked. Absolutely. Not even being there for it. I was, I was enjoying it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so many nights I had to express my gratitude to Ben, you know? I'm like, dude, I just got to say again, thank you. For sharing these crowds, you spent 20 plus years building. You know, thank you for sharing them with us, sharing us with them. You yeah. know, I don't take any of that shit for granted. Boy, and I'm I'm sure that his the you know the the uh, the attendees, the people at the shows, were enjoying it just as much. You know, like something new and different. Uh, you guys are great. You know. And I'm sure they fucking enjoyed it. I'm sure they were glad that Ben had you on, that Oliver brought yeah. you guys. You know, we, like, we had a lot of good feedback. We've got a lot of new listeners on the platforms, you know. Oh, yeah. Sold more merch than we brought. Yeah, it was good. It was cool, man. Very grateful. 
Want to do so, it again? Yeah. When does when do uh, you know? I'm always shocked at how little I hear about this thing before it fucking happens. Yeah. Every year I'm like, oh shit, there it is. If somebody wants to like, you know, catch a show next time around, how, what's the best way for them well, to keep, you know, to get that up to date information? Probably the bike riders Instagram would be a way to do bike it. Bike riders has an Instagram. Yep, that's the um, one. There's a bike riders Instagram. Uh, there's probably I'm sure following Oliver and Ben. Exactly. Follow is you the know, next best route. Follow Ben Nichols. Follow Oliver. You can follow Lulu and the Black Sheep. Um. Yeah. That'd be a good place to start. What's the next uh, gigs for Lulu and the Black Sheep? Lulu and the Black Sheep. What do we have? I know we've got. Uh, Rat Rod Tober. So that I believe that's at Tufts Brewery and McKinney. Yep. Um, you guys really playing excited. Saturday during the day? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We are. We were uh, considering playing the pre-party on Friday, but it's Friday the thirteenth. Lulu and I got to do a bunch of tattoos. Yeah, you for do. For Elm Street tattoo. Nice. Uh, so you guys are going to be at Elm Street Friday the thirteenth. Yep, we'll either be at Elm Street or at Heart and Hand Lower Greenville, sister shop. But, you know, we'll be doing 24 hours of the Friday the 13th tattoos. Oh it's always a lot of fun. 24 hours before you go play a gig at Rat Rod's over? Yeah, you know. You're a fucking animal. Well, wow. I'll tell you, Lulu and I are not going to do the full 24 hours. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do split shifts. We'll tattoo for eight hours, have a few hours off, do another eight hours, but... It's still pretty hardcore. A um, lot of fun, though. So we got that. Uh, we've got Born Free Texas out at Yellow Rose Canyon, um, which, of course, we'll also have the outbound train playing. Yes, we will. Yeah. And we- outbound train's got another gig, too, before that um, in Garland at Intrinsic brewing we are definitely speeding i'm glad that cop's busy writing somebody else a ticket oh yeah the speed limit's only 55 through here and i was going 75 well it should be 75 it should be fucking 75 it should be so uh, yeah we're playing the snake toberfest there in garland with the outbound train as well and that's at what brewery intrinsic intrinsic yeah there's a bunch of heavy metal bands on the bill. Is there? I don't know. I was asking you. I don't know. I don't think so. There you may know, this be, goes though. against the, my philosophy. Oh, yeah, it Only does. Only playing motorcycle shops and skate parks. It does. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe we can just break some skateboards. Got to break the rules sometimes. Well, yeah, there's we, probably if, a curve. If we skate probably something there, it's something. a skate park. Yeah. I'm sure there's a curb. Essentially, or almost any place is a skate park. Now, don't take that as we're going to start playing all these different places now. Nah, nah. I nah. can already see it. You're like, look, there's a skateboard in the photo, Dan. Well, you know me. I'll fucking play anywhere, anytime. Uh, no, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about just playing some fucking music. I could really take or leave the fucking venues. I'm just excited to play some music with you fellas. Hell yeah. So, yeah, 
you know, that's pretty much the bike riders tour. All the best shit. Motorcycles, music, tattoos. Yeah. Um, it was great. So what have you been doing? Nothing really. Just like <laughs> sitting at home. Twiddling my thumbs together. Hiding from like, life. <laughs> just trying to figure out where I fit in this crazy world. Oh, you, you know, Al, you this don't. is your world. I'm just living in it. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, really not much at all. Dude, I know you went to Sturgis. I missed that because of the bike riders tour. Oh, yeah. Sturgis, man. You know, I don't know why anybody would want to go there. There's just a bunch of leather-cladded weekend warriors, you know, using this motorcycle lifestyle as some kind of sex fetish. That they get to <laughs> explore once a year at Sturgis. Oh man! Uh, you know, I just—how could you have fun with people like that? You know? I don't know. They've been fucking saving up all year long to go party. Is that what Sturgis is about? Having fun? Oh, dude! If you can't have fun at Sturgis, you literally are probably not gonna have fun anywhere. Dude, I had so much fun the year before yeah oh my god dude fucking lead sled camp zero dirt drags danger dance flat track races oh man at the yeah, jack pine gypsy they are not doing that anymore well i'm glad i got to be a part of the one and only uh we did do another hair scramble and it was sick oh yeah Meese was out there yeah me said that he lapped you Meese, no, no, fuck no. He's like, did Dan tell you I lapped him? And I'm like, no. He did not lap me. (laughs) All right, Meese. He came really fucking, maybe he did (laughs) lap me, actually. You know what? I think he fucking did. (laughs) I know it was real close, and I wasn't going to let it happen. And then I think he fucking passed oh, me again. Man. Well, since he got that new chopper built, he's been charging hard. Have you ever seen somebody <laughs> smile less than me on his chopper? <laughs> oh, Or man. have you seen anybody smile more than me when he's on his <laughs> chopper, dude? He looks like he's having a ball, dude. Dude, the fucking, the, uh, the hair scramble was hilarious. I, uh, I got my performance answers uh, digested that morning. Yeah. Uh, we started Brighton early. I mean, Jeremy Prack, he runs a really tight shift, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you what, dude. I was laying in the fucking dirt, and he sends me a message. Hey, dude, races start in 15 minutes. You're going to be here, right? And I'm like, of course, Jeremy. That's exactly what I had planned on doing this morning was going and racing my chopper, okay? So I did. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Showed up. Uh, Mies was there. Pat, Brad, uh, Magic Mike was man, I don't think Magic Mike was there. Anyways, there was a, there was a handful of people there. Prax's son, Loyal, was there. Loyal set the track up. And, you know, I used to really like Loyal. I did. I used to like him a lot. I used to think of him almost as highly as I thought of his dad until I rode the track that he set up, knowing that motherfucker knew I was coming on my chopper. 
and he put together the most fucking hideous track I've ever seen. That track <laughs> was so fucked up, I almost saw Pat fly off his dirt bike. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, now, was this at the Pat same place a, it was last year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. He found even more fucked up things to send us through. My bike bottomed out about 15 fucking times, dude. Oh, it was pretty tough last year. I could hear my front end bouncing off the triple trees, dude. Just whack, oh, whack. Man. All I could hear was fucking Warren just laughing behind me while he's riding his mini bike over the same obstacles. One of my favorite parts of the races, though, you know, me and Mies, I was like, hey, Mies, let's just fucking roll together, you know? Because Mies, like, he, like, acts like he's all fucking nervous and, like, man, I'm not sure about this. Man, I was thinking about sitting it out till you showed up. And I'm like, well, here's the deal. We're just going to, we're like, we don't have to race. This isn't, like, we don't have to go really fast, you know? We'll just fucking roll around and, and have fun. I don't think Mies is that time. Mies tried to take me out <laughs> in the fucking start, like the starting straight. You know, like literally tries to run me into the fucking, you know, Icon Motorsports blow up banner over the, the beginning of the finish line, the start line. Uh, but I didn't let him do that, dude. I fucking, I held my ground. I didn't kick him over. I thought about that as well. And we take off and we're going and, and it's funny. You know, like I'm rolling right along and there'd be like a straightaway. So I would like inch up close to him on the right and he would just fucking hammer down and take off. He's like, no fucking way are you going to be out front at any point in this race. And as soon as he would do that, I would, you know, I'd charge it with him. And then, you know, loyal Prax fucking racetrack would turn into like a bunch of fucking moguls and 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 creek crossings at one point there was like a giant angle iron iron bridge laid off in the fucking grass dude <laughs> it was fucking crazy and then oh, we get to one point and oh before the race i tell oh fuck i just forgot his name he's gonna be so stoked uh i tell i tell the flagger i'm like hey bud on my way through on the first lap i'm taking out the icon motorsports blow up banner like I, this thing is going down yeah and uh on that first lap I, my chain pops off at one point loyal pulls up he's like hey man uh, are you okay are you gonna be able to fix your bike will you get your bike out of the out of the racetrack and i'm like hey motherfucker you know he wanted me to push my bike out of the way like by the time loyal pulled up i'd already fixed my bike i was just taking in the sights the smells, you know, and the sounds. And Loyal pulls up and starts <coughs> talking shit. I'm like, you fucking get out of here with your backpack and your spray paint and your fucking first aid kit. And I started up my chopper and continued on myself. And uh, we get to this one spot and it's like a fucked up creek crossing of mud and guts. It's like it's like a fucking sewer that runs out of the porta potty system of the full throttle campground, okay? Yeah, he ran us through a bunch of shit. No, oh I'm just kidding. It God. wasn't really that. But <laughs> it was it was a muddy mess. And I fucking wipe out, fall over, the bike falls on me. I get like the gas tank, you know, my minute made gas cap falls off. Gas is just pouring into my fucking lap, dude. 
and Warren immediately like throws his mini bike down and walks over and I'm like, dude, take a fucking picture first. You know, like, you know, you, I know you're out here to just capture me doing dumb shit. Like take a picture, <laughs> then you can help me out. So he does that. He takes a terrible photo. I still have yet to see the photo and, uh, it gets me picked up. Now I'm like in the ditch, like perpendicular to the course. And then Scott pulls up, right? His, his business partner and mama tried. Scott pulls up fully decked out in Power Ranger gear on a dirt bike, right? And he's like, oh, shit, Dan, do you need some help? And I'm like, absolutely. I need some. I need a lot of help right now. So he puts his bike down on the kickstand, proceeds to walk over to me to help out. And as soon as he gets close enough, I just, like, give him the biggest shove to push him over in that fucking nasty mud. And he was just like, now he's just like shaking his head like, you fucking asshole. And I'm like, this was y'all's idea, okay? You know, like, y'all invited me to come do this race. But we had a ton of fun. Laps were held. You know, we just laughed the whole time. As soon as I get back to the finish line, you know, I fucking take the Icon Motorsports banner out and, uh, you know, drop my bike pretty consistent. Uh, maybe I didn't drop my bike. I think I held it up. I kept it up, but I parked it after that. I'm like, one lap is plenty for me. I did the hill climb. I almost ran over the bridge. We rode around the circle fucking bowl track. It was a lot of fun. Nice. A lot of fun. So yeah. you, did, you did Sturgis. You also made it to uh, Virginia City, right? Did you go to that one? So on the way to Sturgis, I took the Pan America. Uh, Johnny Borgo from Prism Supply hauled my chopper up there. So from Sturgis, Carrie Brobeck of Choppers Magazine hauled my Pan Am to Virginia City. And I rode my chopper home, and then I flew to Virginia City. Virginia City was fucking sick. I bet, dude. It looks like such a Carrie, good show. Carrie picked me up from the airport, and we went straight to the Paco factory. Oh, And I man. got the sickest tour. Like, I mean, I saw the whole fucking factory from, you know, where the metal comes in, the machine shop, the welding shop, the Bentley, like the fabrication shop, the chroming shop, like the packing shop, like everything. That's awesome. And it was fucking cool. That cop was not as busy, but he did have his lights on ahead of time. And then we went to Virginia City. What a fucking cool little ghost town Virginia City is. It's, uh, I mean, it's got boardwalk planks, sidewalks, bunch of old bars. Like an old western town. Exactly like that. Fucking wild horses just walking through town and shit. Damn. Uh, the rodeo was awesome. So the show is at a rodeo grounds? No. They bring in a whole fucking rodeo setup and set it up. Oh. There's like some pins. Like I think they have a big corral. Yeah. And then they bring in the pins and they bring in all the stock cattle. Oh, damn. Yeah, and that's a, uh, a company called Outlaw Bronx out of Elko, Nevada. That's cool. Yeah, it was way fucking cool. So on the way there on the airplane, 
there were some weird looking fucking hipster dudes and uh, they came up and started talking to me immediately. And they were like, you know, what camp are you at? And I'm like, man, they told me they got me a fucking hotel, you know? They were like, you know, obviously we don't know what the fuck, who we are. They assumed I was going to Burning Man. Ah. And, you know, I've always kind of wanted to go to Burning Man. And Good thing you didn't go this year. Well, they convinced me I needed to go. They were like, just go to Will Call, dude. There's always, people always leave extra tickets for random people like you that are going to show up. Uh, so after Virginia City, I was going to do the Pony Express trail ride all the way back. Yeah. But now I'm like, fuck it. Burning Man starts the same day that I leave. Virginia City and it's only a few hours away like that's what I need to go do like and I can't stay there for very long but if I go the first day I can find a group help them set up camp you know just really just contribute for a day yeah hang out that night see what art installations are up and then bail the next day yeah on the way there I got so annoyed by the fucking hipsters going to Burning Man I couldn't even go. Like, I literally left a shopping cart that had a bunch of, I mean, I just got, like, supplies for a couple of days, which was water, a couple of cans of sardines. Uh, I got some uh, crack. I mean, just, like, the bare minimum of stuff I could pack in and pack out. Yeah. But while I was doing this, I saw a bunch of people who had rented RVs. They were buying, you know, they weren't even buying jugs of water. They were buying, like, packages of bottled water and, yeah. like, bicycles that are obviously barely going to make it through the weekend. Like, literally just buying trash that they were going to take out there. You know, they probably weren't going to leave it. They were going to, you know, exit the facility and throw it away somewhere, you yeah. know? Like, just got annoyed. And then just, like, hearing some of the conversations that were being had by the people who were, I mean, you can tell who's going to Burning Man, right? right you know, they got like yeah. fucking platform shoes on and colors braided into their hair. And I mean, I just got annoyed by those people before I ever even went and decided, yeah. no, I'm not going. Fuck that. Thank God I didn't because they all got fucking reined in and were stuck there for over a week. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so I ended up doing the Pony Express Trail on the way home, and it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was cool because it was it was a little bit of a challenge to follow because there's not like a you can't just go down the original trail for the whole time because some of it's on private land now. Yeah, and, you know there's fences, and so I did part of the Loneliest Highway, which is 50, the Lincoln Highway which is a cool road to ride down because like everything on that road is just old as fuck. You know, they built yeah. that highway as the first uh, cross country hard pack road. Uh, it was kind of, I think it was sponsored by the owner, you know, one of the tire companies back then and one of the oil companies, you know, or maybe it was Ford or car company or yeah. something, you know, as a way for people to drive their vehicles and go through tires and travel across the country. Yeah which is pretty cool to, like, do that now. I would love to, you know, it's kind of like Route 66, uh, but through 
Nevada and Utah, or Nevada especially, it's still just like an old two-lane highway. Yeah. You know, the rest, once you get out here out east, it's fucking Interstate 90 or something, you know, so it doesn't have the same effect. Right. <clears throat> but it was really, really cool. Any blood, anytime you get a chance to go through Middlegate Station, definitely do that. It's what cool, is that? Just a little bitty gas station on the side of the fucking highway, you know. They got a badass burger. They let you sleep in the parking lot. Cool little old bar. Where is it? It's in the middle of nowhere, uh, Nevada. Ah, it's one of my favorite places. Middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that was a that was a treat, uh, dude. And I forget how awesome high Interstate seventy through Colorado is. Yeah, like on a fucking Pan America, like on like throttle, full throttle the whole time. Yeah, it is sick as fuck, dude. Like you go through some of the coolest landscape features. On an interstate, wide open, it's bad as fuck. That's probably the best stretch of interstate in the whole country that I'm aware of. Like, literally, from west to east or east to, you know, really from Denver to Utah on 70 is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, nice. it was good. Then I had dinner with Michael Lichter, went to his house. He made me ceviche. Uh, he made a quiche. He made oh, some man. squash. We drank a bottle of wine. Wow. We had like these fucking, some kind of fucking Italian spritzers. I can't even think of, you know, some kind of like mixed drink that was amazing. Uh, that guy's a class act. Oh, it was. Seeing his studio and everything he's amassed over the years uh, was really cool. And then his son, Sean, came over in the morning. Uh, love spending time with his son, Sean. And then he went on to Durango, and I went on to Texas. Yeah. And from that point, I just got on the highway and jammed south because, you know, that was just what I want. Oh, no. I went and got my fuck. I trade. I swapped bikes out. I swapped my black bike out for the flamed-out Pan America. Yeah. Had High Country Harley Davidson north of uh, Denver do some service for me. And now they're going to do some service on the black bike. And I, they're going to send the tins to J.P. Rodman. What? J.P. Rodman is going to paint the tins on the Pan America. No way, dude. I should have both custom painted Pan Americas at Born Free Texas. Damn, dude. One by Chemical Randy and one by J.P. That is too cool. Yeah, the baddest male painters I know. I now know a really <laughs> badass female painter. Uh, and we're going to see her soon. JP is going to ride my Pan America painted by JP to Born Free Texas uh, via Durango and the FXR tour that Fast Life Garage is putting on. Nice. So when you say JP, you mean Jody Perowitz is going to ride? Yeah. Jody Pan America is going to ride the... the uh, the Pan America after J.P. Rodman paints it. Wow, that's too cool. Isn't it? That is awesome. I think so. So we're going to see We're gonna see Jody Dude, we soon. are on our way. Where, where are we going anyway? Right now we're going to go to Cleveland. We're going to go by Lowbrow Customs. And then we're going to go to Sean Jackson's place uh, and unload the choppers. 
and get on the choppers oh, and yeah. ride the choppers. Uh, we're going to go tag main, drop down into Boston. We've got a date with DP and JP. We're going to have lobsters in Maine, or lobsters in Boston. So I told Jody that I wanted to go have lobsters in Maine. And she was like, well, here's the deal, Dan. Maine doesn't really have much going on for them. So we let them think that they have the best lobsters. But really, <laughs> the best lobsters are down here in Boston. And I was like, well, then fuck it. We won't have lobsters in Maine. We'll have lobsters in Boston with you and your pops. There we and go. she's like, fucking perfect. And then Thursday, we're all going to ride into Brooklyn, oh, go to shit. bike night at uh, some bar that Bobby does bike night at. And then Friday, we're going to fucking bounce around Brooklyn and eat some food, check out the things to see. How about Maybe Brian we'll go Helm's going to show us a few cool things, huh? Brian Helm, you know, he tried to say he was going to be busy setting up an art show or something, the Grindhouse Gallery. Uh, but he said he would sneak off and do at least lunch with us. Okay, and, good deal. You know, you know, give us a, uh, you know, give us an itinerary of okay. things to do and places to see and foods to eat. But we're going to Indian Larry's. And then Saturday is the Indian Larry Block Party. It's like it's like visiting some type of mecca. Going to Indian Larry's Yeah, we're place. going. What do we decide? We're going on a... A pilgrimage. A pilgrimage. This is a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage to the Indian Larry shop. And, and though we're starting out in the truck... Well, nobody said a pilgrimage had to all be on the choppers. Hey, I, I mean, no, I did no want it to be that. that way. And if someone said that, I would challenge them. I wouldn't. I would agree and say, <laughs> you're right, we're fucking pussies. Well, I did mention at one point that I was just going to stay out east. I was not going to go back to Dallas from the bike riders tour. And yeah. I was just going to stay on the on the bagger and go up to Brooklyn. And you're like, you're going to go to Indian Larry's and not do it on your chopper? Yeah. So. I could see me saying something like that. Yeah. So, no, I'm going to do it on my chopper. I'm fucking hyped. Dude, if we would have brought our skateboards, we never, we probably still be at that skate park this morning. Dude, that's why I did not bring my skateboard on this trip I or the bike riders I tour. I grabbed my skateboard when I was loading the truck up, and I was like, I am taking my truck because I don't have enough time. Exactly. If I take this skateboard, if I set that precedent with Al, we could fuck off. Oh, like, dude. We could fuck it all off. We definitely could have spent... A you few know. hours at that park back there in uh, Louis, Dude, Louisville. We could have, I could have spent a couple hours at that park without a skateboard. Yeah. It would have been nice. Oh, yeah. We got to go back. So I think we need to put together our own bike riders tour. We can invite Oliver and Ben along, you know, like. Yeah. But it needs to incorporate skateboarding. I agree. Instead of 8 o'clock fucking kickstands up. It's 8 o'clock at the skate park. Yep, coffee at the skate park. Yeah, like, maybe we even get, yeah, like, yeah, we get coffee at the skate. We're like, we'll show up, we'll have a coffee setup. Our chase rig will have a coffee machine, and you can meet us for a, a meet and greet at the skate park. Yeah. 
except for you get to only talk with your skateboarding skills. Yep, shut up and skate. Shut up and skate. Yeah, we don't want to hear how your morning or your night went. Uh, we just want to see how you're going to express it on the concrete. That's right. And we do. Yeah. Oh, we're going to make this happen. I think, I mean, I, I set one of these up years ago. The, like the way I had it set up was we played the gig, like we would show up at the skate park in the morning, we would hang out at the skate park all day, and then play a gig in that same city that night. Yep. And I don't remember how I routed it, but I think it was like Tulsa or someplace in Oklahoma, and then it was Kansas City, and then from there we went to St. Louis, but it was literally just like skate parks like i'd find the skate parks oh yeah and then i would find a diy venue close by uh and we were going to set up and sell merch at the skate parks during the day play the gig that evening oh we got to make this happen before i'm too old to skate i mean if you're too old to skate are you even alive anymore I don't are know. you even living I if mean, you I... have to ride a trike are you really living <laughs> well, you're living more than someone that's just fucking in their easy chair all the time. I, if I have to ride a trike, I might want to be in an easy chair more than a trike. Oh, man, I don't know about that. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't either, but <laughs> I'm just saying, by the time I'm of the age and ability that I can only ride a trike, my body is not going to agree with much other than an easy chair. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've still got a good 10 or 15 years of skating in me easy. Yeah, so we got time. But I think that that's, we do need to make that happen. Uh, you know, I would love to have the whole band with us. Yeah. But I would also be sufficient with just like, you know a stripped down version of it you know oh yeah like make fucking, it work like you know whatever whatever we got to do uh but the bike riding and the skateboarding pretty pretty top priority Definitely. And maybe not like a show every night you know like dude what fucking what city were we in in mexico do you remember when we were leaving yes, town? Yes, it was Chihuahua. It was Chihuahua. I don't even want to talk about that right oh, now. I want to go back to that spot. We will. Yeah. Like, honestly. That, but that bowl, I want to ride my chopper in. We, honestly, Al, we will never go past another empty skate park in Mexico first thing in the morning <laughs> without riding our fucking choppers in it, dude. What the fuck else did we have to do that day oh, that we did man. not? See, it's. I know, but here's the deal. When I, me personally, when I dip down into Mexico, I have like this, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't know how to describe it, but there's like this safety mechanism. Safety mechanism is not the right word, but like, I feel like. Is it my, anxiety, Dan? It's anxiety, it but it kind of, but it like puts a choke on uh, the way I live, right? right. Like it. It kind of just, you know, just kind of chokes down Mexico's the... Mexico's uh, your governor. 
There's a governor down there. Yeah. Maybe so. There is some anxiety, like. Oh, I know. I get it. There's some for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I like to think it gets better each time, I, but I, I don't know no, that it. it doesn't. It does a little bit, but not as much as I would like. Yeah. Really what makes it better is time. You know, like, you don't go down there. Like, when you cross that border, it, it like, engages right back up to where it was almost almost the first time. Not quite the yeah. first time, but, like, it's up there. Yeah. And then it takes a few days of, like, realizing that, all right, there, you know, the cartel isn't around every corner. Right. The federales aren't hanging out at the skate parks ready to shoot people who ride their motorcycles on them. Yeah. You know, like. It takes a few days to, you know. Well, you know, I think just being in any foreign country, you know, you're just a little, a little more careful. You're just not as comfortable well, as you are at home. And it's that language barrier too. Oh yeah, because uh, I mean, I definitely know how to talk to authority figures in America. Yeah, and you just know what they're capable of doing in America. Yeah imagining what they're capable of doing in other countries is a wee bit frightening but but that's part of what makes it exciting too. I was going to say like you know that has never made me want to go learn the language I mean it's made me think about learning the language but also like that foreign feeling is like one of the excuses I use to not learn the language yeah it's like, oh, maybe it wouldn't be as exciting if I was like, I could read all the signs and talk yeah. to all the people and, you know, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so we're going to the lowbrow, the lowbrow warehouse, the lowbrow shop Yeah, today. have you been there before? I've never been there, but man, I've bought a lot of stuff from those guys. Oh, we're fixing to see where it comes from. Nice. We are fixing to see it. Um, it'll be good. Born Free Texas. Yep. Rat Rottober. Rat Rottober, they've got raffle bikes. Oh, dude, yeah, but don't worry about buying a ticket because I already bought the winning ticket. Really? Oh, yeah. That's what Jake wanted to hear. Yeah. Was you tell everybody to don't, stop buying tickets. Hey, don't buy them because Just I got the winning buying ticket. Tickets. Yeah, he already, Jake already sold out the winning ticket. Yeah, I mean, I can't come off of, of my confidence here, you know. I got to make this happen. I love but it how he, con he convinced both of us that we bought the winning ticket. <laughs> he didn't convince me. Oh, no? <laughs> I've convinced myself. Gotcha. <laughs> but, no, the raffle's sick because, I mean, you can either get a fucking killer. Yeah, they've got it set up for girls and guys. Yeah, you can get a killer shovel head. <laughs> or you can get, um, you know, you can get this cool little uh, sports Evo Sportster chopper. Hardtail, you know, custom for, painted, you know, whichever one you want. And if you happen to win the shovel head and don't want it, just come talk to me. But yeah, I guess the way that I, I don't know how that works. Like, I guess the first number they pull, just you get your choice of either bike. You get your choice of either bike. 
The second name they pull gets a thousand bucks or something. Really? Maybe it's ten thousand bucks. No way. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's fifteen thousand bucks. <laughs> Damn! Everyone's gonna be going for second place. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> but you get their second place. There's a prize for second place. Yeah. And David Brown said he'd buy the bikes back from you anyways. If you're, oh man. You know, if you're like not cool enough, or hey. maybe you're scared of getting a bunch of pussy. He'll buy that shovel head back from you, dude. He's like, hey. he's like no, no, don't, I don't want you to be scared. I will take. Gotta I love will. David Brown and those dude, guys what over a great at Brown guy Cycles. He is. Man, he really is. He's helped me out so much, you know, helping me uh, figure out my chopper. And I just took it over there and had them put a rear tire. I just got a rear tire from Lowbrow. Took it over to Brown's, had them put it on. Nice. Uh, before we left for this trip. I love it how shops can work with lowbrow like that. Yep. Wow, we are 41 miles from going from Interstate 71 to Interstate 70 East. Damn, this is, I wonder if this section of 70 is as good as the one in Colorado. I seriously doubt it, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I'm excited about Route Rotober. Are they going to do the mini bike races? I don't know. I don't know. You but know, I've, I do I've know never... Jake on the microphone is one of my favorite things. Oh, Jake is one of my favorite things, period. Dude. Do you know what one of my jobs is at Route Rotober? What's that? Is to keep Jake off the microphone. <laughs> Literally, that's what I was told. And that's one of your favorite by the things. Same, the same person. <laughs> That hired Lulu in the black sheet was like, really what we need you to do is keep Jake off the microphone. Because my <laughs> sister is supposed to be the MC. Wait a minute. Was it his wife that Uncle told you to Becca. keep him off of the mic? <laughs> it was my wife. But I think his wife told my wife. God, I hope I'm not lying. I'm pretty sure this is oh. all the stuff I heard. Jake, if you're listening right now, dude, I... I am on your team, okay? <laughs> I say we just beat my sister up, and we'll emcee the event. And when I say we, I mean you can emcee it. What, so Becca's going to be emceeing as well? I think so. What? Yeah, Uncle Becca. <laughs> they picked the most inappropriate person. I love it. To, to emcee the event, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good one. I like a good rat rod. And we're going to do another fucking uh, Freak Out the Squares neighborhood ride that morning, I think. Or maybe it's that evening. Nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I've got going this year. I am looking forward to spending a little time at home and just buckling down with some artwork and some music. Um. But yeah, we got Born Free, Rat Rod Tober. Um, I guess we're going out in December, going back to Florida to do some more bike rider shows, and that's oh, it. Yeah. You guys will be back in time for the, the Christmas party. Oh, yeah. Dude, you should go to the oh, fucking yeah. Boston Billy B&B racing Christmas party with me. Yeah, why did I miss it last year? It is year? so fucking good, dude. Dude, I missed it last year for some reason. I had to go somewhere else. 
Yeah, I'm going to make it this year. It's so good. I wish I could invite all y'all, but I can't. If you, if you, you know, do business with Billy, you can come. But I can't just invite you motherfuckers. It's so good, dude. Yeah, and I wouldn't show up to one of his parties uninvited. I wouldn't show up. No. I don't think that'd be a you good idea. You don't want to go to New Orleans unless you've been invited by somebody you know. Yeah. I fucking love it down there. Oh, dude. Take your skateboard. You, yeah. you haven't skated Parasite yet. I down have there. not, no. Oh, man. That's a good one. No. No. That's a good one. I might even take my kids to the party this year. Yeah. Nah, probably not. <laughs> it was definitely not a kid-friendly party last year, dude. Yeah, maybe wait till they're a little older. I don't even think I took Katie last year. Yeah, you took Nick Huff, didn't you? Yeah, we fucking did not. We just drove home after the party. And when I say we, I mean he drove home <laughs> after the party. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys had, what, four engines in tow. That's right. We did have four engines in tow. Yeah. Mine, yours, Nick's, and Oliver's. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that fucking, like, three transmissions. I think I got about 8,000 miles on that motor since then. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking mine's around 10. But I haven't done that much more riding than you. Huh, I don't know. No, well, I'll definitely be close to 10 after this trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, fucking Sturge. No, I have done quite a bit more riding. Um, yeah, dude. It's fucking September already. Yeah. One thing I'd like to do before the year is over is take both my Pan Americas out to Terlingua and go on a ride with Evo. Oh, yeah. Take Evo out, put him on one of the bikes, and, like, explore... Big Bend off-road. Oh, yeah, man. That'd be great. I don't know how I'm going to squeeze that in, but I'd like to. Yeah, it'd be good. be fucking real good. Yeah, I'd like to go back out there and spend some more time. I think we need to go out there and record an album. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Set up right there behind Evo's camper on that place where we camped. Oh, yeah. Or something similar. Like, I want to set up and play to Mexico. Right. Like, I want to do, like Jerry Jeff Walker did the Viva La, or Viva La Turingua album. Yeah. We need to do a Viva La Mexico album. Yeah. Or maybe just go down and set up down at that spot on the Rio Grande where we were going to camp. Yeah. I like the idea of tougher. doing it on a fucking cliff. 
Oh, yeah. I want <clears throat> Part of what I'm going to do with Evo is scout a place for us to do this. Um, I mean, I think we could do... I mean, we got to be plugged in, right? Oh, yeah. We definitely... We want to showcase Heath with some electricity. Yeah, we're not trying to do an acoustic album. No, yeah. we want to crank it up. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I don't know. There's got to be a good spot. It's got electricity, water, and a skate park. <laughs> You're not going to find any skate parks down there, bud. Dude, I was fucking skating in my moccasins in my back porch the other day. Yeah? I, I'm telling you, these moccasins haven't been coming off my feet much. I like them. All right, Al. Uh, this is a great podcast. I'm yeah, about man. ready to get some more food. I'm already hungry again. I can't wait to get out of this truck and on these bikes. We're getting close. We're getting close. All right. You got any final words? Final Too words. Too bad. See ya. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Right now, we're going to give away a $100 gift card to lowbrowcustoms.com. You should be going to lowbrowcustoms.com right now, making your shit more badass than it already is. Trenta Cinco is going to Ronald McClay Jr. from Pennsylvania. Get the fuck out of here. That's awesome. We were just up there. We did not go through Levittown. But Ronald Clay, thank you for supporting the show. You'll be receiving an email at your email address. Uh, thank you, Lowbrock Customs, for making that possible. I really do enjoy that. Uh, Ronald, you are also, looks like you've been, you've been around for a minute, so you're probably getting a lot of names in the hat for the drawing, for the expedition to go across the planet with Motorcycle Sherpa. So that's fucking rad, too. Uh, thank you, Knives Made by Nick. Thank you, Alan Wayne Nichols, for telling us all about the bike riders and rolling with me to Brooklyn. At one point, I was trying to back up, and I was like, dude, do not back out on me. And of course he didn't, and we had a fucking ton of fun. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Should see you guys. Fuck, I'll see you at Born Free Texas, or at Rat Rod Tober.